Hey guys, it's Chad. As you guys know, through the years, our heartbeat has been to equip you with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry. And we are so excited to add another resource in your bag that you can use as you guys are out there on the front lines doing ministry. And so this week we have launched canicuckinstitute.com backslash resources. And if you've been following along on the podcast, we have just completed a series on discipleship. And so on that web link, canicuckinstitute.com backslash resources, we have placed a a, a two-page document that just might be a tool that you can use as you continue to disciple. As well as that, we've also put a two-page document on the Bible Overview. So many of y'all remember the Bible Overview project you did, and we wanted to just put some tools in your hands so that you have those available as y'all do ministry. And we want to thank you for joining us for the Canica Institute podcast. We're so ready to continue to share this resource with you so that you can walk faithfully with Jesus and make a difference in the world for him. Welcome to the Canicuck Institute podcast, where we continue to equip leaders with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry. This is Karen Chancy with the Canicuck Institute, and we have got a sweet alumni with us today that's going to share some amazing truths of what she's been doing and how the Lord's been working in her this year. Rachel, welcome. Uh, You know, I think sometimes a lot of our alumni will leave the Institute and really desire to share just the good news of the gospel, but maybe are a little nervous about what that looks like. Could you maybe share a few things of what you've seen out there and questions people have in a hurting world? Yeah. Well, I've had a really unique privilege of getting to kind of be on the front lines, I feel like, with that. Um, I'm in the entertainment industry, which is quite a leap to go from the world of KI into an industry that is uh, really dark. So uh, pretty much every panel question that I practice for, I've almost gotten to answer in real life. And I mean, truly, it is everything from validity of scripture to like, you know, that's a book. How do you trust it? And what's the difference between that book and um, a Muslim's book or, um, you know, uh, a Mormon's book? And so answering those questions, answering, I've gotten every, oh my gosh, like spirits and demons and angels and, and the spiritual realm, all kinds of questions. People have been really curious about that, which is something that I never, when I was studying for panels, that was like, okay, when will I ever answer these questions? And then I did. Um, questions about... I think one of the biggest ones was um, the nature of God. And if this God exists, how can you believe in a God that has created so much evil or that has allowed so much evil um, is a really big one. If people acknowledge the existence of God in the first place, um, how do you believe that that God is real if you can't see him? Mm. I mean, really just, it's been all over the map, which has been so fun. I love it. And, I know you well enough to know that these are not just uh, a quick question by somebody in a coffee shop, but that yeah. you're doing life with people and you are so full of grace. How do you get to the point where they're asking you these questions? Yeah, it took a lot of relationship building. And specifically with this past few months, I was on tour with a show. And so I got 
like extended close-up intimate time with these like they couldn't really escape me and I also couldn't (laughs) escape them um I mean I was doing life and I was living in hotel rooms with these people and so it took really a probably two months almost in this situation of just trying to be a really good tiller of soil and ask really good questions um, to get to just know their heart and where they were coming from. And it, it was cool because I think the more I was able to just kind of see little glimpses of their heart, it was almost like the Lord was just kind of revealing like, okay, this is the road. that Let's head this direction with this person. Let's head this direction with this person. I, you know, because it would be as simple as, as, as one night when I was going to bed, I'll be reading the Bible and the girl in the bed next to me would be reading, you know, astrology or whatever, you know, she's looking at and just can say, Hey, like, what are you, what are you reading? You know, what? She would talk about the higher power that she's calling on. And it was a really clear direction as to, Oh, okay, let's go in that. Let's go there. Or someone else, you know, we might be outside and looking at God's creation and just being like, wow, like guys, like how do you think this got here? And then someone will answer something in a very specific way. And then, oh, okay, that's the direction we're going with that. And so I think being a really good question asker and relationship builder was really key this summer. Absolutely. And you are, I I know firsthand, a master at that. Mm -hmm. And I will also say, I know that those opportunities are over, but are those people still in your life? And what's your plan for that? Yes, that has been one of the sweetest parts about this is I think when I left the tour that I was on a few months ago, I was so kind of sad because I felt like I had been able to make so much progress just through the Lord and through the Spirit with these people. And then it was like, okay, done. Never see him again. And then what's been amazing is that the last contract I was on, several people just reached out and two girls from my cast ended up coming to visit me. And both of them wanted to come visit with the intention of talking about the Lord. And it was two girls that had absolutely zero, like, I'm just so not interested in in anything, you know, they would say religious or spiritual, and um, they're coming with questions. And it is just obvious that even in the last three months when I wasn't with them, the Lord has been just stirring their heart. And, and they're coming in with great questions. And we've got to walk through scripture. And even, you know, one girl lives on the other side of the country and we got her a Bible. And so now like we'll meet regularly and we'll get to walk through scripture together. And never in a million years would I thought that would happen, especially not after that tour that I was on, because I just kind of thought that that would be done. And then the Lord's just continuing to say, nope, nope, we're still good. We're still going. Not finished yet. Yeah. And I love that so much. And I truly believe when we offer people the greatest gift ever, that they will be drawn to, you know, the spirit in us. And yeah. I see that so much in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would be your advice for some alumni out there that are just kind of stuck, feeling like I'm not making a difference? I have this great truth that is within me. You know, mm-hmm. how do I speak? How do I go and challenge someone or co- start a conversation or? Honestly, I think one of the biggest maybe hindrances to you graduate something like KI and you have this just these gold mines of truth. And then there is this world that is so lost and hurting and dark. And the problem is, is that I think for maybe a lot of us is we're not entering into that world. 
And I think if we were to look around and see who am I surrounded by, maybe, and I don't know this, but for a lot of us, it might just be other believers. And I think that's a really sad, sad problem because we talk about, you know, saltiness all the time. And just it's like a KI is this beautiful little salt pool of amazing salt. And if it's if it doesn't go, then like what does this truth just sit in us? And how how selfish is that to have been given by the Lord this deep knowledge of who he is and then not get to share it. So I think we have to radically enter into spaces that are not comfortable for us. And we have to step into pockets where people do not believe in the Lord and it's uncomfortable and it's scary. And that just might look like inviting people into your home. Maybe it's mm-hmm. not going out mm-hmm. into some crazy industry, you know, like like I've been in. But I think that's a problem. And I think that we get to really be radical in the way that we choose to uh, change that if that is the case in our life. Absolutely. And just love people. Yeah. yeah. Invite them over with the purpose of loving them. Yeah. Right. Be the aroma of Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, they'll notice. They will notice. And it's so, again, it's so evident in you and in your heart and in, mm-hmm. you know, just the way you love people so well. I've never, ever heard you say anything derogatory about anyone. Your heart mm-hmm. is to just love them with the love of Christ. And, that is just an encouragement, I think, to all of us and to all of our alumni to hang in there. You know, yeah. God's given us the greatest gift ever, and we want to share that. What would you say would be, maybe this is a generalization, but what do people in the world tend to believe about the character of God? Uh, okay, well, for my, for my experience here uh, within the entertainment industry, I think the pro- it's two things. It's either there's no way that I want to believe in a God because everybody, especially in our culture, in our day and age, in my generation, wants to be their own God. That's a massive thing that I have run into because if there were a God, that would say a lot about humans and our relation to Him. And that's, to a lot of people, offensive and not the life that they want to live. And so it's either that or it's, well, if there is a God, then he's either hateful and judgmental, or maybe he's a God. And how do you even know it's a he? I get that all the time, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe it's a woman. Maybe it's it's just this being. You know, there's no there's no absolute truth. And And how do you step into that? Okay. I think actually I'm so glad you asked that because this is something that I wanted to say. Something I have realized is that the gospel is offensive. First Corinthians says the word of God is foolishness to those who are perishing. And I have never experienced that more than the last probably like year of my life because it is really hard to sit in front of someone who thinks a very specific way and is very aggressive and is very assertive in their opinions and to be able to stand on absolute truth. Because they'll say, my truth, this is my truth. And you can believe your truth and they can believe their truth. But then to say, guys, there is one truth. It is the truth. And that is offensive because people want to say, well, you can't tell me that. You know, you, you get to have yours and I get to have mine. And to be able to stand on the truth is not popular opinion. So that is big. And it's also, you know, 
it's not easy to tell someone about the depravity of man when they think that all humans are good. And how could you tell me that I am bad at heart? Because I am loving and I am kind. And to be able to talk to someone about man's sinful nature, offensive. Or when I, I get a question a lot, you know, well, about afterlife. I literally was asked one time, well, am I going to hell? And I just there was this moment where I was like, oh, God, <laughs> what do I say? Because, I mean, I, it was like, yeah. But... <laughs> Like, how do you say that to someone when you're looking at them in the face? And there's an absolute truth here. So when people ask those questions, it takes relationship building and it takes uh, them earning trust mm. to be able to say the hard things. But then I guess the challenge and my encouragement and what I have learned is that when it comes time, because it will, for the hard thing to be able to be said once you have earned a platform for it, we get to be courageous. and. We get to not shy away from what we know to be truth, and um, we get to just say it. Absolutely. And how would you encourage just alumni out there that are just, you know, they left KI, they're just doing their thing. What encouragement would you have for them? Man, I would encourage you to be radically courageous. We get to be courageous. We are sitting on the back of the Lion of Judah. And this word, while we get to apologetically defend it, does not need defending. And I think sometimes, I know for me, I have been hesitant before to step in because I'm like, oh God, but what if they ask something that I don't know how to answer? Okay, I'm not going to mess it up. Like, <laughs> If preaching the gospel was dependent on me, then there would just literally be no one ever in heaven. Because obviously we are feeble and broken, but we get to step in and we get to enter into workplace and conversation and we just get to be courageous. And we have the tools and the tools that we don't have, God will equip us with. And ultimately it's just not dependent on us, but he gives us the opportunity to be his coworker. And like we are really missing out on the blessing that he wants to give us if we don't step into that. Because, I mean, really? We get to be coworkers with God. Are you kidding? Like, do it. Do it. And it's it's life-changing when we step into those. Amen. It sure is. And I'm just going to leave it there. Do it. <laughs> I mean, it is such a blessing for you to be able to do that and to see lives that are seeking God and seeking God in you. And I just want to encourage our alumni, you know, don't sit on the sidelines. You know, you're equipped. You're equipped to go and give the greatest gift you've ever been given. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, thanks so much, Rachel. We sure have enjoyed you being here. And I hope all of y'all are ready to go and just make some relationships and love people well. Yeah. Go get them. Go get them. Go get them.